Well, I want to welcome you to the Gateway Leadership Podcast. Now, we we exist to help you lead in every area of life. And I'm excited about our time together. My name is David Canastracy, and today we have a very special guest with us uh, here in the Gateway studio, my friend and a regular speaker at Gateway City Church, Apostle Robert Henderson. Robert, welcome to the Gateway Leadership Podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm excited to have you in town. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you so much. Now, Robert Henderson Ministries is uh, about empowering people for their kingdom function. He builds the kingdom. His call is not just to help people to pray so they get their you know, special uh, blessings, but it's all about discipling nations into their destiny and purpose. And I'll say this, Robert's teaching on the courts of heaven is, uh, it's one of his centerpieces of his ministry, and it is a it's reformational. It's revolutionary. You need to get Robert Henderson's materials and understand what he's teaching about prayer. I've been personally blessed by Robert's teaching, but also something that is so important that is, um, you know, his his godly character and our relationship. Robert, I'm so grateful for uh, our friendship. I think we met in Oklahoma City over there with John Benefiel, and uh, maybe we were at the same hotel and we sat together during the conferences and. Uh, uh, you're just a great friend. Thank you for helping me build my church. Oh, it's my, that's my honor. I, I, I feel blessed. I've gleaned so much more. I feel like than, from what you do than actually what I've imparted, but it's an honor to be a, to be connected with you. Guys. Well, we are, uh, we're blessed by this relationship. And here's a little known fact. Your wife, Mary, your beautiful wife, Mary is a birthday twin to my, <laughs> to my wife, Kathy. They were born on the same day in the same year. So we'll never forget Mary's uh, <laughs> birthday. Right. We should actually text her every time Kathy has a birthday. Yeah, we were just talking about that yesterday. Okay. When we were flying in, we were just talking about the, the, the mutual birthday there. Yeah. Yeah. So Robert, your passion is prayer, which is so important to me. Not only you know, this is a leadership podcast, and I and I think le- you know leadership and prayer go together, and we'll talk about that. But I think too the time that the body of Christ is in, you know, for everybody, prayer. I think God wants to do something great in prayer, and and you teach people about uh, prayer in the courts of heaven. What, in a nutshell, what is the what does it mean to pray in the courts of heaven? Yeah, I believe from what I can see in Scripture that. The enemy resists the purposes of God from legal measures. Mm-hmm. For instance, First Peter five eight, the Bible says, Peter said, "Be sober, be vigilant." Your adversary, and that's the Greek word antidikos, which means one who brings a lawsuit. Mm. So clearly, Peter said, as a New Testament apostle, that the enemy was still had some kind of a legal ability uh, mm-hmm. to 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 resist us because it says. He said, um, he said, be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So his ability to devour uh, the purposes of God, our own lives, our destinies, mm-hmm. our families, whatever, come, it must come from a legal perspective. So, mm-hmm. so what I believe we do in the courts is that we go into the courts and we remove through the blood of Jesus, yes. what Jesus has done for us. Yes. We remove his legal rights by us actively, by faith, putting those things in place. And, and then our requests can be answered from God because I know out of my own experience where this revelation came from, I had been praying prayers for a long time mm-hmm. that weren't getting any answers. Mm-hmm. And the moment God showed me this and I went before the courts and I asked for the blood, repented and asked for the blood to speak, 
all of a sudden, everything moved and the and the prayers came instantaneously. Wow. Wow. instantaneously. Well, Robert, because God is uh, God is a just and holy God, it only makes sense that when you're when you're dealing with a God of justice that you can't cut corners and you've got you've got to do things correctly. And the whole thing about Jesus dying for the cross, that's that's a legal transaction. Yes. And his resurrection was a legal transaction. So really the courts of heaven is is a foundation of the kingdom, really. It's it's the way God rules. And prayer is one, you know, exciting uh, dimension of that. And one of the ways we know God is He's He's a judge. We know you teach. I know you teach. He's a He's a friend. God is our friend. He's our Father, of course. Yes. But He's also a judge. Luke eighteen was the Jesus's famous parable about the what was it? The woman that kept coming to the judge. Right? That's right. And see that, and that 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 became. I, I saw the court of heaven, but then when I got that piece. That, that Jesus put prayer actually in three dimensions. In Luke 11 mm, and Luke 18, right. he taught putting God, approaching God as a father, yep. as a friend, and then as a judge. Because, you know, when I first got the revelation, it's like, oh, everything's about the court of heaven. And then I began to realize, no, that's a piece of it. And mm -hmm. I need to teach it in a way that people understand this is a piece right. to, to how Jesus taught prayer. prayer. Uh, because we do need to approach God as father. Mm -hmm. In the, in the sense of knowing who he is as our loving, heavenly, benevolent father. We need to also approach him as friend uh, because, because he's one that sticks closer than a brother. And Jesus said, that he said, um, uh, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends. Mm -hmm. But then he put the third dimension because actually I believe when we approach him as father, when we approach him as friend, and there's still no answer, that the third dimension is go into the courts and see what legal thing the enemy might be using exactly. to stop the answers from coming. And that's where we've seen such breakthrough. Uh, I want my listeners to to really open up to this whole, you know, to this whole area. And your materials are excellent. You've got videos and books and and I'll give the website to Robert Henderson Ministries uh, at the end of the broadcast. But th Robert, as far as I'm concerned, this is reformation of, it's another chapter, it's another layer of prayer. And and as I said, that that for me is so important. Now, I've been thinking a lot about um, this thing about burden. Um, not burdensome, that almost sounds negative, you know. But the, really, our ability to feel what God is feeling, carry what He wants us to carry, and uh, the Lord's been talking to me as I as I seek to lead more and more people into prayer, uh, that it all begins with a burden, and uh, you've got you've got to feel something deep inside. You've got to you've got to you, you, a Christian shouldn't pray out of duty. They shouldn't pray out of a desire to get something. Uh, they should pray because they're, they're connected to Jesus. And he's an intercessor, right? So it's carrying his heart. And I know you carry the heart of God. Uh, you minister all over the world. Your, um, you, you know, your heart is so evident as you as you minister. What what is the burden that you're carrying right now in the area of prayer, or just generally for the body of Christ? What's moving you deep inside right now? Well, I, I mean, as far as for America, yeah. I, mean, I, I believe America is at a very decisive point for real for real and and that and i believe that only through the prayers of the saints can the right decision be made yes in america in yes. other words we we may not i mean we we should all vote we should all be involved governmentally mm -hmm. whatever level but the bottom line is that i think in addition to that 
are as important or more importantly to that. I'm, I'm not trying to. I want. I want everybody to be responsible. You know, responsible citizens. Citizens, right? Level. Yeah, yeah. But, but without. So I'm not trying. To, not trying to diminish one area. But I'm just. I would say this that that the 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 realm of prayer concerning our nation. I think cannot be overstated. No, that's In right. other words, we must pray totally agree. and pray as Jesus taught us, pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that there would be a shifting of the earth realm into an agreement with what heaven desires. It's so um, important. And uh, of course, I, I believe that, that, that just like it, we as individuals have destinies, that nations have yes. destinies. And I believe that God shares with us mm-hmm. his sense of destiny for America. Mm. And But only as we, pr- as we pray out of that burden like you're talking about can we actually begin to be a part. We, we actually become a party to the process of God of shifting right. things into a divine order. Right. And so... To me, that's one of the greatest privileges that God gives us, that he would, he would allow us the par, a, a, a part of the process of, of seeing his will done mm-hmm. in the earth. And so, of course, I know that it's not just America. It's all the nations of the earth. Because right. like you said, I travel quite a bit. And, and, but, but I will say this. You don't travel for very long until you really, really realize, really realize that what happens in America has a ripple effect into other nations. There's no question about that. Right. Other nations are impacted, right or wrong, by what goes on in America. So, so we are very, very important to the purposes of God in the na- even in the nations of the earth. So that to me, that puts a tremendous huge load of responsibility right. on the church in right. America. Right. That that we would become a prayer filled church. That we would pray with such power and authority that the purposes of God are free to come to pass and not the intent of the enemy. Now, one of the things I think we have to combat in, mm-hmm. in regards to that is, is an, is an uh, I call it a hyper view of God's so- sovereignty. Mm-hmm. That, well, if God wants this to happen, then that's going to happen. Right. But that's not true. That's not. Why would Jesus have said pr- to pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, if it was just a done thing it because was all God set. wanted it? Yeah, right. No, God, God says, look, this is my intent, but I need for you to partner with me for that's it to right. become a reality. Because if you don't, the enemy will get his will done rather than my will. It's always if, isn't it? If that's my right. people will pray. it all. The church is the... Uh, the church has the balance of power, really. If the, <laughs> right. if the church leans in the direction of righteousness and in the direction of alignment with God's will, uh, then, you know, the kingdom comes so powerfully. But if we don't, he said, I give you the ability to, to release, right? To bind and to release. Yes. And so it's, I give you the keys of the kingdom, Jesus says. Yes. So it, you know, sovereignty is there and God is, that's that covering of sovereignty is, but it all oh, our choices are so important. So important because see the children of Israel's God God's will was for the children of Israel to move over into the promised land. Right. Well, what happened because they rebelled, and it was not God's intent, but because they rebelled, they did eventually get to the promised land. But it's forty years later. Yeah. Because God had to raise up another generation because He will keep His covenant. He will keep His word. But. The, the the purposes of God can be delayed before they come to pass. And they can be stunted too, Robert. Right. Even if you look at the original promises about the actual geographic map that God was saying to Israel, I will give you this region, this area. It's 
so much larger than what they actually ended up inheriting. Wow. They didn't get all that they could have gotten. Isn't that amazing? And I and I I think uh, I think it is so. So Robert, I mean, here we are. We're talking about prayer, and of course, you know. Pastors and preachers and leaders have been talking about prayer for decades and decades. And, you know, I remember in the 70s when I got saved, we got to pray for America. 80s, we got to pray for America. 90s, we got But I'm telling you right now, there is something that is so crucial about prayer. Yes. For our, really, for, I, I think for the future of America, for our uh, longevity as a nation, for our uh, for our position before the Lord, because I don't think the battle between light and dark has ever been so clear and so definable. The gray is really disappearing, mm -hmm. and and I told my church uh, just recently, I said I'm not, I don't want to talk to you about red and blue. I don't want to talk to you about Republican. I want to talk to you about light and darkness. Yeah. Because that's actually, and it's not the same, you know, it's not like red is light and blue is darkness or something. It's a different measuring rod. It's a different plumb line right now. And if if we care more about our political party than we do about righteousness, we're in trouble. So I believe that it is time for people who vote all kinds of different ways to stand up for righteousness and really pray through for the for the things that are right and wrong, because deception has never been so strong, mm. evil has never been so um, out there, so so evident in every news story, and 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 so I really believe it. But Robert, I'm I'm bothered by something because here we are, we're 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 talking on a leadership podcast. You're a great leader in the body of Christ, and leaders are listening to us, and a lot of the leadership podcasts that are out there do not talk about prayer. They talk about management. They talk about staff meetings. They talk about goals. They talk about, uh, you know, and all those things, those, those things, but you could get those out of a, you could get those out of a college management textbook. Um, I think, you know, the whole idea of being a spiritual leader, right, is really all about this issue of prayer and the prayer life of a leader and and are we as leaders actually calling our people to pray are we challenging them are we are we setting the bar high why do you think we don't hear more about prayer well you know i think i think because number one it's it's um the enemy fights it. The devil fights it. He doesn't mm. want us praying. He right, understands the right, power right, of it. Right, exactly. Um, uh, my flesh doesn't want to pray. My flesh is not interested. And, and it, 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 you know, I, I thought it was just me. Yeah, well, I tell people all the time, I've been praying. I've been a man of prayer since 1980. Mm. I mean, it's been that long. But to this day, to, what, 2020 now, what, 40 years now, later, I still have sure. to make the choice every sure. day to pray. Sure. Now it's easier today than it was then. Right. But but when I get up in the morning or what, it, it's it's still a choice. There's I always have something to else make. to do. Yeah. There's always something else to do. Yeah. And and uh, let me. I'll just share this. Uh, I believe that a leader, if you're a leader, and I realize that not everybody that's that are. Uh, that are leaders in the body are necessarily preachers. Right, know? exactly. I, realize, I mean, back, yeah. back in the early days, some of the, my earlier days, you know, if you were going to be in call to ministry, that means you're a preacher. Well, mm -hmm. not everybody that's in ministry is actually a preacher, right. quote, unquote. Uh, um, um, but, but I remember um, I knew that whenever I was called to ministry, the Lord said to me, mm -hmm. I need for you to learn to pray. 
And so what happened was I started praying and I started, and it was very, it was a very, it was quite honestly, it was a very much of a disciplined thing that I had to just put myself through to move into some rounds. But what happened was I was working like I was going to work at four o'clock in the morning. I was wow. working a full-time job, wow. going to work at four o'clock in the morning, working really like till four o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, long, long, long days. So just trying to take care of my family, you know, all that sort of thing. And so it was very difficult. Obviously, I couldn't pray before I went to work. Mm. It was so early. And then I would come home. I would be so tired sure. that I didn't, you know, didn't want to pray then. And But I would. But I finally came to the conclusion that, you know, it's not God's will. This was my this was my thinking. It's not God's will for me to be this tired. So here's what I thought. I thought, I'll just read the word. I'll just, I'll dedicate myself to reading the word. Uh, I'm not going to give myself to prayer mm-hmm. because there's, it takes so much effort, so much energy. I'm so tired. So I kind of started doing that for a week or two. I remember I sat down one day to read the Bible as I was doing. As I was reading the Bible, I was reading in Acts uh, chapter uh, 6, I think it is. I'm reading, and it's where they're ordaining what we would call the first deacons in the mm-hmm. church. And I was reading through that, and it, and the, and it says that the, the Peter said, the disciples said, the apostles said, uh, let's, let, you know, let's find these seven, and let's lay hands on them and ordain them. And it says, but we will give ourselves to prayer, prayer. and to the ministry and of the, the word. word. And that word, that word dropped, jumped off the page at me. Wow. Literally. Wow. Jumped off the page at me, and the Holy Spirit said to me instantly, if you do not pray, you do not have a ministry in the word. Wow. wow. And I suddenly realized that God didn't care if I was tired. <laughs> he meant for me to pray. I was in such a formative yeah. time in my life. Mm. He meant for me to pray. And I have to say, the ministry I have today has all been birthed out of prayer. Mm. It has not been me manipulating something. It has not been me, you know, finding the right avenues. Marketing. To, yeah. Nothing of that nature. The revel, Any revelation I have has come out of my own time of prayer with the Lord. I remember I was in Oklahoma in a, in a church, uh, and it was a, a lot of young people, a lot young ministers there. And I remember this thing, at least I felt it was the Spirit of the Lord. It came on me, and I looked at him, and I said, look. I said, let me challenge you with something. I said, if you say your call to ministry— and I said, and you are not developing a life of prayer, then do yourself and everybody else a favor and go find something else wow. to do. Wow. I said, because the last thing we need is more prayerless pe- preachers. Prayerless leaders. Wow. wow. I said, we need people who are speaking out of the revelation of God that comes from their own intimate time with Come him. on. Come on. And so I, I, that's just my own, my own standard. I feel like God, you know, really branded me with. And, wow. and I don't mean, I, I don't want to come across as being, well, you got to do it my way or, or no way. That's not what I'm saying because I realize there's different grace on different people, but I believe that if if leaders, because I think everything rises, as we know, rises and falls with leaders. Yeah. If 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 they would dedicate themselves to prayer and then out of that dedication carry an authority to encourage others, I think we would see a, a, some good good movement and some good transition. That's huge. And you know, of course, the whole thing is it, whether you're a leader. Or, uh, you know, just a, you might consider yourself an ordinary person. I don't think there is ordinary people in the body of Christ. But where, whatever your station in life is, preacher or, or pew or whatever, you, all of us are called to imitate Christ. The Bible says we're called to live like Jesus and to be conformed to his image, his likeness, his character. And... And to be like Christ would mean that we have to be people of prayer. Because if Jesus prayed, 
and he prayed early and often, and he prayed all night, and he, he prayed over his decisions, and he led people in prayer, and he taught people to pray. If Jesus was focused on prayer, the church that he's building has to be centered. It has to be founded on prayer. It has a, prayer isn't something we do. Prayer is our foundation. Prayer is, is everything. So I just, Robert, thank you for helping me to, to ring that bell because uh, I, I don't think it's being rung. I think we all know intuitively that leaders need to pray. It's like a should, you know, like, well, you need to diet. We need to exercise. We need to pray. We need to read books. But I hear the Holy Spirit really giving us a, a moment in our lives to just enter into a grace of prayer and come into the burden of prayer uh, because of our connection with Jesus and because of our relationship with him that we're actually sharing. And it's not heavy. He said, my burden is light. My yoke is easy. If we'll let go of all the other stuff that, that we think is so important, right? And pick up that burden that Jesus is carrying, um, I, I, we'll be learning of him. We'll be, we'll be carrying what he carries. I, I think that's so important. Robert, I, I always like to pray with our listeners on the, the Gateway Leadership Podcast. And I know that uh, might seem a little hokey, but I can't talk about prayer without praying. <laughs> and, and really, I love my listeners. I care about each of them and their calling and, and what they're doing. Would you, would you just allow the Lord to um, give you a prayer for, for the listeners? This will be, be heard probably for years and years in advance. People will come to this uh, podcast at a certain moment in their lives. I believe the kingdom needs to intersect with them in whatever moment they're in. Just just go ahead and pray as Amen. you feel like. Well, Father, I just want to thank you for all that are listening, Lord, to this podcast. I want to ask, Lord, that there would be a passion in, in, ingrained in the yes, heart Lord. of all of us that yes, Lord. you, Lord, would be glorified. Yes, Lord. That your purposes would be accomplished in the earth and that we would dedicate our lives to that one purpose, Lord, that mm. we are here to fulfill what you, Lord, have ordained and what you have put us here for. Mm. And Lord, we can't do that without prayer. We can't do that without your strength, without your might. We're not smart enough. We're not wise enough, Lord, to be able to do that, no matter who we are. We have to have your empowerment. And out of that desperation for your empowerment, we would come before you and we would ask that you would cause there to be an unction to pray from Lord, yes lord that would that would empower us to to be connected to you in a very vital way mm. as we would pray that we would share with you your burden your passion yes, your lord. travail to see yes, your lord. will done yes, in the earth lord. lord father we just want to say that that lord we refuse to let the enemy Lord, have any area or any realm. We want to arise and agree with Amen. you, Lord Jesus, yes, Lord. that your will will be accomplished. So, Father, I'm asking over all those that are listening that there would be a fresh importation to Do pray it, from. Do it, Lord. Lord, we just declare there is no condemnation. There is no guilt. That's Anyone right. that feels like they're condemned or guilty because they haven't been praying, I just release them from that, Lord right. Jesus. Right. And I just want to say that, Lord, 
forward, but out of your your grace and your goodness, we would begin to step forward into a dimension. And I pray that even as they began to pray, they would be they would stand amazed at what they would encounter mm. just because they took that step. Because your word says, if we draw near to you, you, Lord, will draw near to us, Lord. And so we want to ask, Lord, that they would just be that that movement, just that unction that would press us forward to begin to pray in a way, Lord, that would change our lives, yes, change Lord. our families, change our ministries, change our businesses, change the places we're leaders in, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Lord. And that you, Lord, would be glorified and you, Lord, would be lifted up and we give you praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Robert. So grateful for you joining us on the Gateway Leadership Podcast. Friends, you can buy Robert's uh, amazing books and CDs and materials really everywhere. Just Google Robert Henderson or better yet, connect with his ministry at Robert Henderson, S-O-N, roberthenderson.org. Or on social media. What are you? You're on Facebook and yeah, Twitter. Facebook, and, Robert Henderson Ministries Facebook. Um, and Global Reformers, both both have pages. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I look forward to connecting with you, my listener, again on the Gateway Leadership Podcast. And Robert, I hope you'll come back and rejoin us on the podcast at a future date. Let's keep the conversation about leadership going. Whether you're leading um, your family or you're leading a ministry or a Christian organization, Gateway Leadership Podcast wants to inspire you to lead in every area of life. And if you have a leadership question or if you have a comment, you can email us at info at gccsj.com. Let's connect that way. Your ideas may even shape future episodes of this podcast. And I'd love for you to subscribe and share the Gateway Leadership Podcast. We're passionate about equipping leaders to lead in every area of life. So if you enjoy this podcast, help us out. Share on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the Gateway Leadership Podcast. Until next time, keep leading and moving forward because you are inspiring transformed lives. Thank you for listening to the Gateway Leadership Podcast with David Canestracy, inspiring you to lead in every area of life. We'll be releasing a new episode every month, so be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Gateway City Church is one church that meets in multiple cities. To find us or to learn more, visit mygatewaycity.church. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you right here next month.